Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and the Hidden Palace has finally returned to Radio Sega after a fairly long hiatus. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been patient while I tried to get some health issues sorted. Uh, it's not completely fixed, but I'm doing a bit better than I was. So, on with the show. Uh, this has been delayed a couple of times, but I was determined to actually cover this, so here we go. Um, when you think of portable gaming and Sega in the same area, your first thoughts tend to be the Game Gear, or possibly the Nomad, if you have shares in Duracell. Then you'd think of Nintendo and the various Game Boys and DS's, um, and the games that uh, Sega made for the various Game Boys iterations. You wouldn't necessarily think of the Neo Geo Pocket or the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Now, the Neo Geo Pocket Color was a handheld console that was released in 1999, but was only around for two years before it was discontinued. That is a very, very short time, especially when you compare it to their nearest competition, the Wonderswan, which was released in the same year and lasted four years. Also compared to the Game Boy uh, Color, which was released in 1998 and lasted for five years. The Neo Geo Pocket Color only had a library of 82 games, four of which were published by Sega, and we'll take a look at them today. Uh, first of all, hello to the people in the chat. So we've got so far Electric Blue, TCB, Frost, uh, Grey 4, of course. Uh, Doan's around. Hello, Doan. Uh, I'm not sure who else is around because it is um, the Eurovision Song Contest today, so I imagine quite a few people are probably tuned into that. Um, but it's not the same if I can't go around to my friends' houses and get drunk with it while watching it, so I'm here doing this instead. And yeah, um, Frost has just brought up a thing. I went back and listened to a couple of my old shows for to check um, like sound levels and, and sound quality and so on. And dear God, this mouse is loud. I mean, I blame Grey for because we had a quieter mouse and he killed it. And we got another one of the same brand, and he killed that one as well. So now we have to get a more robust mouse, which is the loudest mouse in the world! You're welcome! I hate you so much. Oh, Supersonic Swag is here as well. He is lurking. That is fine. We don't mind lurkers. So, the first game I'm going to look at is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure. This was released towards the end of 1999. And this game is a new, sort of, um, take on Sonic 2, with familiar levels such as Chemical Plant Zone, Casino Zone and Aquatic Ruin Zone, but they've been renamed, such as Secret Plant, Cosmic Casino and Aqua Relics, with an X, because poor literacy is cool. As you make your way through six available levels, you face up against Robotnik several times, but also Knuckles, as well as Mechasonic, to me uh, who makes an appearance to battle against the Blue Blur. Um, I'm going to have a bit of music, and then I'll continue talking about uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure after this music break. 
So, um, I've got a lot of requests today. So the first one we're going to play is a request by Frost. And it's from Sonic Pocket Adventure, and it's the special stage theme. And then after that, from Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, we've got SNK Planet Stage. And that was requested by Nicholas Haman. So enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys after the music break. Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
we are back. And that was Neo Geo Battle Coliseum SNK Planet Stage requested by Nicholas Haman. And before that we had Sonic Pocket Adventure Special Stage. It was requested by Frost. Um, people in the chat are saying, uh, commenting about um, the special stage music from Sonic Pocket Adventure sounding a lot like the title theme from uh, Sonic 3. Uh, it's because it is. All of the, but nearly all, not quite sure if it's all of it, but nearly all of it uh, from Pocket Adventure is um, like remixed versions of the music from Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. Or Sonic 2. Um, it's quite funny actually. Uh, Electrical is saying Neo South Island Act 1 uses the Sonic World theme from Sonic Jam. Wow, that's a flex. <laughs> Oh dear. What else have we got? Oh yeah, um, Frost saying about the click stick uh, was a reference to the the cross pad on the Neo Geo Pocket Color using micro switches instead of uh, the usual kind of membrane based D-pad. Because um, micro switches tend to get a better, better response, especially if you're playing arcade style games. I have a mem- and the, apparently the Neo Geo CD uh, Gamepad also have this feature. Uh, I remember when I had a Commodore 64, the original joystick I had broke, and my dad took me to get another one. And my dad actually checked the joysticks to find out which one had micro switches and got that one. Because um, my dad's an electronics engineer, he has opinions on these things. Anyway, back to the topic I meant to be talking about. Um, one amusing point about Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure is uh, after you fight against Knuckles, a small scene plays where Robotnik shows up and steals the Chaos Emeralds that Knuckles was holding, and then flies upward as the ceiling starts to cave in. In an effort to quote-unquote help, Knuckles then uppercuts Sonic into the air so hard that he manages to land him in the tornado as Tails happens to be passing through. Alright then. Uh, Knuckles then proceeds to pass out from the whooping that Sonic gave him in the preceding scene. Okay! Sure, I you can, says Knuckles, and then passes out. Gameplay is pretty much the same as most 2D Sonic games, so there's not really much to mention here. There's a few changes and additions to this game, however, the first of which are the special stages. There are six different special stages, and to finish to access them, you need to finish Act 1 of each zone with at least 50 rings. When then you're taken to a Sonic 2 special stage, uh, where as in Sonic 2, you collect the number of indicated rings, and at the end you'll get a Chaos Emerald. Collect all six, and when you beat Robotnik at the end of the game, you'll get a seventh Emerald, and then get to play the extra level, Chaotic Space Zone where you chase after Robotnik as he makes his escape in the Death Egg Robot. A bit like the end of Sonic Knuckles. The other changes are the additions of puzzle pieces, which are strewn about each level, and once you've collected enough, you can use the Go to Room option from the start of the game to go to the puzzle room. Here you'll have several 4x4 puzzles to complete that feature Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Eggman, and even the Tornado. Within the go-to room option you also have a trial room where you play through one of the unlocked levels to see how quick a time you can get, along with the dual room where you can compete against a friend, providing of course that you know someone else who has a Neo Geo Pocket Colour 
this game and the necessary cable to link them all together. And if you are not in Japan, this is moderately unlikely. And even if you are in Japan, not hugely likely. Let's have some more music then. Uh, so, to demonstrate um, how the Sonic Pocket Adventure soundtrack sounds a lot like other things, uh, we have from the Chaotic Space Zone, true final boss level, from Sonic Pocket Adventure. And then another request we've got from uh, the Tiny Wave Waves Sonic Mania Remixed album. Uh, we've got the final boss theme, which was requested by Greyfor. So, enjoy that, and after the break I'll talk a bit about a Puyo Puyo game. Speak to you then.
we're back. And that was Tiny Waves Sonic Mania Remixed, the final boss theme, that was requested by Greyful. And before that we had from Sonic Pocket Adventure, Chaotic Space Zone True Final Boss, which, as you may be able to guess, is a remix of the Sky Sanctuary theme. Um, I love the Sky Sanctuary music, but it is a bit of a peculiar choice for the final bo- for a final boss theme. Uh, it's a great soaring song, though. It works really nicely in um, Sonic Adventure Transformed um, when you're in the planes. I'm terrible at controlling the planes, though. Uh, one other thing uh, that um, Electric Boogaloo has brought up, uh, a bit more of a tidbit of information about Sonic the Hedgehog Pocket Adventure. It was developed internally at SNK. Executive producer Takashi Nishiyama and main planner Yukihiro Igashi were among the few SNK employees who left the company that was on the verge of bankruptcy and went on to form DIMPS. Now DIMPS might be familiar they might be familiar to you because they are responsible for developing quite a lot of the um, portable Sonic games um, in more recent years, including Sonic Advance, I think they also did Sonic Rush, um, and quite a few others. I know that their output has got a, has had a bit of bit of bit controversial here and there, but on the whole, they're enjoyable. Um, no one's saying about Sky Sanctuary being used. Uh, Sky Sanctuary always stuck, shook, stuck me. I could say words as being unusual for a Sonic uh, song. Full stop. It sounds like you're exploring a desolate planet in Fantasy Star or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I do love it though, it's such a, a great cinematic, um, soaring sound. Uh, Electrical also adds, Pocket Adventure you can say we're planting seeds for Sonic Advance. You could say that. And Frost is agreeing with me about Sky Sanctuary feeling cinematic, uh, less about the zone and more about chasing down the Death Egg. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo, I wasn't going to bring up Sonic 4, but you had to go and do it, didn't you? Right, let's move on before terrible things start happening. So next up we have Puyo Puyo 2, or Puyo Puyo 2, or Puyo Pop, however you want to call it. Uh, Puyo Puyo Suit has been a Japanese-only game since 1994, till Sega ported it to the Neo Geo Pocket Color in 2000, making it the first game in the series to be released outside of Japan unaltered. So you can thank Neo Geo for a Puyo Puyo game getting an English release, not counting Mean Bean Machine because it wasn't released under the Puyo 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 name. Your main options when starting the game are one player versus com, one player versus two. If you have the link cable that I mentioned in the previous segment, um, self dev, which is a sort of training mode where you can work on getting your practice in, and options where you can change things such as computer difficulty, the number of sets required to win, and the sound test, along with changing the shape of the puyo. You'll have 14 different options, including dots, tear shapes, and squares for your puyo. The one player versus comp is your standard arcade mode, and here you face off against the uh, against 16 of the 28 possible opponents in the game, culminating a fight against the masked Satan. I'm a bit surprised they didn't change that for an English release because things like that do tend to get changed. Let's have some more music, shall we? 
I like when people are saying uh, Sonic 4 Episode 2 wasn't terrible. It still wasn't fantastic. I mean, it was it was functional, which is more than you could say for Episode 1, but I'll, that's an argument for another day. Let's have some music. Uh, this one was requested by Electric Boogaloo, and it's the staff roll from Puyo Puyo Su. And then after that, we have a request from our boss Green Viper, which is Puyo Puyo 15th Anniversary Last from Puyo Puyo 2. Enjoy! Listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega.
are back. Hmm? What? Sorry, I thought you said something. I did to my audience, Looney. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my husband is very sleepy. Um, he's had a long week, so he's um, a bit out of it. But still trying to do the Twitter social work <laughs> because Twinnies at work. You're welcome. You'd work very hard, my love. I try. Right, where was I? Oh, Electric Boogaloo got distracted because they, they were saying um, that uh, Puyo Puyo 2 or Puyo Pop or whatever you want to call it um, was the first release first version that was released internationally without it being redressed with another theme. And I was like, didn't I say that? <laughs> Electric Boogaloo is doing something else, I got distracted when I was saying that. Now Frost says shout out for you, love. Thank you. Right. So lastly, we're going to look at a game called Evolution Eternal Dungeons, which was released in October of 2000. And it's an RPG which follows the exploits of Mag Launcher, uh, a 17-year-old boy who has one of the silliest names in RPG history, possibly only uh, exceeded by Edge Maverick from um, Star Ocean to um, The Last Hope. Because that's a very silly name. So, uh, Mag Launcher and his friends uh, explore ancient ruins to find treasure and technology. Uh, to aid them in doing so, they all have a device called a Psyframe, which is a form of ancient technology, each with their own unique appearance and abilities. Mag's Psyframe, for example, looks like a large arm which he wears on his back. The game is pretty much exactly the same as the Dreamcast counterpart, which is referred to as Evolution, the World of Sacred Device. Uh, but with a severe graphical down, uh, downgrade to better shoot suit the Neo Geo Pocket Colors capabilities, as you'd more or less expect. So instead of polygonal graphics, we have sprites. Either way, you get thrown into a fight as soon as you start the game. No introductions, no in, uh, no story, pro prologue, no boom, fight time. After this fight, though, you then start to get some story action where you meet. Mag's rival, oh god, that wasn't even stupid a name, Chain Gun, I wish I was making this up, who swoops in and uh, she claims the treasure Mag was about to claim for, her, her, for themselves. The gameplay is pretty simple, uh, you collect jobs in town for the society, you can also look at upgrading your Psyframe and purchasing items from the shops in town. Then you head to the family seaplane, which takes you to the numerous dungeons that you explore. While exploring the dungeons, you fight against monsters in a turn-based combat system when you walk into them, and then you collect treasures and other items from chests which are found throughout the level. Uh, so far, so standard, basically, for a RPG of the era. Um, Don't saying that they really like uh, the Evolution Dreamcast game, so it's very underrated with some pretty nice music. Uh, you're going to hear one of the music tracks in a moment, actually. 
Uh, only one because I had a last minute um, request to add to the playlist from TCB. So we're going to have some more music. Um, from and the, the version of the music that I found didn't actually have any uh, titles. So the track that I've got is just labelled as track 13. Oh well. And Dad's saying there's another character in Evolution called Pepperbox. <laughs> wow. Ah, uh, well these names. These names. Right, so from the, uh, Evolution we've got uh, track 13. And then after that we've got from Pachinko CR Puyo Puyo. Now Puyo Game! Requested by TCB. Enjoy! This is Rapsy here, and you are listening to the amazing Hidden Palace on Radio Sega. Puyo, 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 puyo
不要，不要，不要。And we are back. And that was Pachinko CR Puyo Puyo. Now Puyo Game. Um, requested by TCB. Because apparently he can't resist uh, adding some weeb music to the playlist. I'm only teasing TCB, it's fine. Uh, before that we had from Evolution at the World of Sacred Device. That was track number 13. I have no idea what it's actually called. But never mind. What's been going on in the chat? Uh, yeah, uh, Frost is um, giving praise to TCB for requesting that. Um, Electrical Galore also said that Cotton got a uh, port onto the Neo Geo Pocket, uh, which is a game series that I covered in a previous episode. Uh, <laughs> so, what have we got next? It's Chichin Corner! Aren't you excited? Which I've just realised I actually forgot to add. Because I am very stupid. Right. There we go. Fixed it. So, um... On Twitter, uh, Laura Kate Dale, um, who some of you might be aware of, uh, was promoting the work of her wife-to-be, uh, Jane, known on Twitter as Maniac Janiac, which is a great Twitter name. Um, as it turns out, Jane makes music under the name Bedroom Programmer, which is another great name, um, and has been known to double in chiptune, as well as uh, their general work, which is kind of uh, lo-fi beats. And they've done some great chiptune tracks, and I got permission to share uh, a few tracks with you, and I picked um, this one. Um, so I encourage you all to check out their SoundCloud. Uh, I will put a link to that in the Discord. So there you go. Um, as well as this one, which is called Beat It, um, there's a track, I think it's Blue on a Motorcycle, which sounds like it could be dropped onto the end of something like Hang On or um, Outrun as the, the closing theme and would just fit, slot into place perfectly. Um, so I, I strongly recommend that you check it out because there's some really, really good stuff on there. Uh, but for now we've got uh, from Bedroom Programmer, this is Beat It. Um, have a listen, tell me what you think, and I'll be back after this to close out the episode. Enjoy! You're listening to Bedroom Programmer.
was Beat It by Bedroom Programmer. And it is in fact spelt B double E space T I T. Make of that what you will. <laughs> oh well. Uh, but yeah, do check out their SoundCloud, um, which is uh, it's linked on the Twitter, um, the ra official Radio Sega Twitter. It's also on the Radio Sega Discord. So I recommend that you go and check that out. And that's me pretty much done for this evening. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, coming up next is Gavi with SNS, unless I'm wrong about that. Uh, tomorrow is The Voice of Sega at 2pm, LMC Block at 7pm, and Rexy's Sega Mixer Drive at 8pm, and finally Dr. Scottnik's Journey into Dreams is at 10.30pm. Uh, there's approximately a squillion of the shows on the weekly schedule now, so uh, I'm not going to read them all out because I'll be here for like until midnight. So I recommend instead that you go to RadioSega.net and plan out your RS Live week yourselves. Um, thank you everybody who's tuned in. Uh, on the chat we've had Nicholas Aman, Electric Boogaloo, Doan, uh, my husband Grayfor, also TCB's been hanging around. Uh, I think we've had a few more, but I'm not sure. Quite a lot of people are probably watching the Eurovision. Uh, but yeah, anybody who's uh, tuned in today, if you've been on the chat, if you've just been listening, if you're listening to this in the future in podcast form, thank you for listening. I've been Skyblaze, and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last track to go out on because I fell into a Fantasy Star Online 2 rabbit hole recently and uh, I managed to track down one of my favourite tracks from... That... <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Aman uh, is going to be very shortly debuting his own show, uh, which is called Individual. Uh, I can't remember when that's actually... When is that uh, going live? Is that going to be on... I can't remember when you're when you're doing that. It's gonna be on Wednesdays. I can't remember. I'm sorry, Nicholas. But yeah, Nicholas has got a new show coming up. So yeah, keep an eye on the schedule page um, because there are more things that are going to be added. So yeah, uh, final track for tonight uh, from Fantasy Star Online Two: Realization, The Earth Battle. Uh, this is one of my favourite vocal tracks from Fantasy Star Online 2, and it's not actually had an official CD release yet. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Aman's show is going to be on Wednesdays at 6pm UK time, so check that out. And I've been Skyblazer, this has been The Hidden Palace. Coming up next, we've got Fantasy Star Online 2 Realization, and then stay tuned because Gavi will be around for Saturday Night Sega. Take care, everybody. Good night.
the show check out the full radio sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows radio sega playing the best sega music 24 7 